This is L Subramani on DH podcast. October the 15th is celebrated as World White Cane Day by the blind community across the world. This day is being used to discuss the significance of white cane and also problems affecting the community. In the wake of the pandemic, several blind people have lost their livelihood and job opportunities besides finding their mobilities restricted. In case of women, the situation is even worse. To discuss the significance of the day and also the issues dogging the community, I was earlier joined by Shalini Kanna, Director NAB Blind Women's Center in Delhi and in Bangalore by Kameshwari Kiran, Program Manager with Google and Samaya Khan who works with an NGO. I began by asking Shalini how conducive the urban space of today is for the blind to navigate with their white cane. Yes, uh, Subramani, first of all, I would like to uh, thank you for inviting me. And secondly, I've been working with blind women for 20 years now. This is the 18th year of Center for Blind Women in India. Uh, the white cane continues to be a very, very important third leg for the blind people, I must say. So in Delhi, uh, in the center, we teach every blind woman to simply walk on the road because when they come to us, they come from the confines of their homes, either after total hidden existence of 20, 25 years or after a lot of protective upbringing from another institute. Blind women are usually not let to get out even of institutes because of, of course, the social security and the fears that are very prominent. And I can't imagine their existence without white cane outside the premise. It is so important. It is so important to be able to use the cane and, and be independent. But yes, you're right. I don't know why it has, uh, white cane has been a little uh, stigma, I must say, um, a, a prestige issue with a lot of blind people. Well, those who can afford really to be mobile around without uh, walking on their own, even for 10 minutes, they can maybe survive. But uh, primarily for the rest of the population, white cane is their main uh, independence tool. If you can be seen on the road, then you exist. And if you're not seen on the road, then I'm sorry, the world is very, very unaware about disability and blindness too. Kameshwari, you have been in a, in, a, in a corporate workspace for a long time. And uh, how do you navigate with white cane in, a, in an in, in, in internal or an indoor environment? Do you think that is easier somehow uh, because you get familiar to the environment uh, after a point in time? Or you, you really think that uh, uh, people don't uh, sort of acknowledge the, the, the white cane um, in, even in an indoor environment? Um, yes. Um First of all, thanks for inviting me uh, to talk about my experiences. And um, uh, yes, as per the question, um, I do use a white cane uh, in the office and uh, whenever I travel to a new place, I make sure that I have the white cane with me. Of course, uh, if it is a new place, uh, I would make sure that I get an orientation of the place first. Only then I get used to it. And uh, once I get used to it, it, it is fairly easy and simple. But of course, as you said, uh, most of the people are not aware of uh, why 
we uh, have the white cane in our hands and why do we use them or how how does the white cane actually help us in finding our ways so uh, also i have seen a lot of people uh, you know uh, dream walkers so they just not bothered uh, as to who is walking around them or they're not looking ahead they just uh, you know worried and uh, you know thinking about something looking into their uh, phones and things like that so they are preoccupied with something else so most of the times i end up hitting them with my cane rather than uh, the real obstacles you know? so yeah and i don't mind i i don't even uh, mind that uh, because they should be more true and and that also makes them aware of uh, you know somebody walking with a white cane and next time they would be more careful about it uh, most of the times also i have realized that uh, when i walk with the white cane lot of people come to help uh, even within the office itself um, so they start you know they ask uh, whether or not i need help and uh, some of them they really start pulling my cane towards whatever place they assume that i want to go to <laughs> so uh, that's when i need to stop them uh, tell them that you know i can find my own way politely or uh, if i'm really lost i can really ask them for some help okay. so that's that's what i experienced so my akan if i understand correctly you uh, you're not probably using the white cane as much as a blind person is expected to uh, is this something because uh, you want to sort of uh, break a, a stereotype of blind being recognized with a white cane or what's what's the what's the issue in using a white cane for you uh, hello hello everyone and uh, it's uh, thank you for having me uh, the first part that you mentioned sir that uh, i am not a frequent uh, user of the cane that is actually right but it's not uh, it's not because i i would like to break your break a stereotype or it's not because i want to set a standard it's just that um uh when there was a need for me to use the white cane for instance uh, maybe the, the 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 place where i was where i was studying or working at a point i i needed that cane but now the kind of location i work i work is is not very large for me to move around and i i could you know recognize places uh, without without using white cane or go and navigate quite easily that way so that is one of the reasons and the other other thing is that you know uh, the the company of family the company of friends being all the time and not having the chance ever to get out on my own any time is one of the reasons uh, why i haven't uh, i am not using the white cane uh, as of now as of very recent so uh, yeah that is uh, one of the reasons actually okay uh, now uh, moving on to wider issues uh, uh, shalini i want to ask you if uh, the new normal the post covid world is is sort of uh, posing a bigger a greater challenge for blind people uh, in general and blind women in particular because uh, um, you know there are issues with not only with mobility uh, uh, because people uh, wouldn't like to touch the touch being the the primary point of connect for a person with uh, blindness uh, there is also the issue of uh, job cuts loss of jobs loss of uh, livelihood and so on so from your um experience how do you think the post covid world is playing out for uh, a person with blindness it's a live issue right now subramani this is and 
and also a very painful issue for me because I am the center did not stop working all through the COVID since we had a lot of women already in the residential setup. Uh, the the trainees who had finished their training but they could not really go back home okay. because of the whole closure and uh, then we had placed also a lot of people we keep placing and many placements kind of turned turtle. Well, the businesses were shutting down and you can't really um, uh, blame the employer also. So, but at that time, okay, one could understand. They also understood uh, the employees that fine, everything is shutting down. They have to be at home now. But now when things are opening up, when the unlocks have happened, this is the fifth unlock in Delhi. The lives of disabled people and blind people, especially, I feel has not opened even in the first phase of unlock. Okay. You know, they are very, it's, they have not been taken back into employments. Even when the bigger companies have opened and they have taken most of their employees in, they have not taken the disabled employees. And the blind people are always the last on their priorities because I'm sorry to say amongst the disability also, the employers look for the low hanging fruits and blindness is not that low hanging fruit. It's a severe disability when it comes to manual employments. And because the kind of uh, support or aids, you know, accessibility that the blind people require is a little more than the other disease. Okay. And they have not been on the priority at all. And right now they're all kind of sitting down back at home, really without any support, any help. They don't know what to do. So they are all right now looking at other outer, outer agency to support them. As I told you uh, earlier when we were talking that, you know, we have been supporting a lot of blind people with food um, in the last five months. Uh, and we thought that we will not have to support them now, but the situation has not changed for the blind people. They don't have any means to run their homes. Also, there were a lot of petty vendors, okay, amongst the uneducated blind people. Now, the petty vendors are totally not allowed right now on the roads or the streets. Because they are not getting any support. As you said, people are very scared to touch them and help them. People are very scared to, to give their hand to the blind people to even cross the road. The touch has become such a taboo right now. And uh, the, most people at the, the people at most disadvantage are the blind people. Especially the ones who are poor or who are uneducated. Who, are, you know, who, are, who have to come out every day to earn their two square meals a day. And they cannot really sit at home and work online. So it's a very grim situation. And okay. I think the whole community per se has to really appeal to the government to either start support programs, uh, you know. And uh, another problem that I feel is how will so many people come online and start thinking of new trades? Because uh, not everybody amongst these poor blind people, which is a very, very huge mass, has devices they don't have the devices to come online and learn or communicate or, or, you know, start learning. You need a smartphone, at least, yes. if not a laptop or a tab. And everybody does not have a smartphone in the communities. They don't have smartphones to have an access to YouTubes or online classes or something. It's a, it's a grave problem, which I don't think many people are turning any other to. The only reaching with food is not going to be the solution. You, know, you have to give them a platform to restart their lives. Yes. So at NAP yes. Center, how many how many uh, people were there at the hostel or uh, you know were stuck during the lockdown? So, uh, our usual uh, seats are 
35 and uh, okay. all those 35 seats were full oh god okay in one batch there are 35 seats and the batch changes after four months and uh, of course there were admissions which we had to cancel we did not take any new admissions now they are coming in now we've started taking in new admissions because uh, you know uh, if i talk about blind women again the poor section of the society the blind women are the last priority of parents there's nobody to bring them to a different city and to put them into an institute and and i think right now when their own families are also not having enough money to give them succor and give them shelter they're all right now feeling desperate to start a life of their own and to maybe start earning on their own uh kameshwari uh the situation is a little edgy in terms of uh you know uh, in, a, in a corporate uh, environment because of the the fear of uh you know, uh, layoffs and uh, job cuts. Uh, how is the situation in IT sector in general, and uh, and how how do you take it? Uh, that's that's the question one. Question two is I would also like to ask you how uh, you know is is there a is there a, a sort of a disadvantage of being a blind woman in a corporate environment? Because there's always uh, people who keep saying that you know blindness or a disability and being a woman. you know are a kind of a double disability have you have you sort of felt it um, at work or uh, in a, in in a work environment to answer to your first question uh, yes there have been layoffs because uh, of uh, you know uh, not many projects being uh, fetched so because of that there are a lot of people being laid off but then fortunately uh, when we talk about the corporate uh we are fortunate enough to uh work from home and uh, as uh, shalini ma'am has already said people who have access to technology for them it's it's not a real problem um it's it's not a real problem to find uh, jobs as well but then yes compared to the normal situation it is a bit uh, uh, grim and um uh, to answer to your second question as far as my job is concerned i have never felt that blindness and disability or, or being a woman uh, with blindness uh, really matters a lot because i felt that in other areas especially when we travel or uh, when mobility is concerned or uh, when uh, you have to uh, do a lot of shopping and things like that but then at job uh, i never felt that because uh if you are able to convince the people about your ability uh you know you find an alternative if if things are not accessible or things are not working out your way and you are able to uh, find out an alternative way and you convince the people or your superiors about uh your abilities i think uh, that does not matter at work so that's how i have experienced uh, throughout my uh, it industry journey okay sumaya what are the challenges that you face uh, at your workplace in terms of uh, the new normal that we are talking about i mean are you uh, kind of working from home or uh, you know are you how frequently you step out uh, in my case there is not much of a challenge thankfully in fact there isn't any uh, challenge because my place my workplace was very sensitive in terms of the sensory uh, the sensory aspect of 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 you know of working and moving around and all of that and so i just had to 
put a word or make a request to the director that this is the case now that you know uh, people with visual impairment are slightly more susceptible to such illness because you tend to touch and feel and so they thought that they said that that is quite a fair enough a reason and maybe you can work from home for whatever duration that you that 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 is feasible and it was not just for me actually but for many for many people out there in my workspace who who had health issues maybe uh, maybe who were diabetic and all of that such concessions were given uh yeah i mean this is how this is how i would i would i would like to say that there is not much of challenge but if i may expand this a little more uh if if uh, more than the workplace i would just like to add to what uh, kameshwari ma'am was just talking about about uh that there isn't a problem in the job space and you need to convince convince the people about your abilities actually that this is what i was thinking this is what i thought that uh, situation would be like until maybe i was in my in in college but after i stepped out into the the space where i had to hunt for a job and uh, look for the kind of things i was interested in i i thought this whole idea was shattered for me actually because i think workspace and uh, personal space and disability all of these are intertwined somehow they are quite interconnected and being a woman for sure is quite quite linked to this uh in the job space at at your academics it's it's something that you'll have to do at a point you are paying them the fee and they're not very worried at a point they they would hesitate they would be reluctant but later they admit you and say okay you are you are at your own risk let's see how you do and when you do well that's fine but at the job front what really happens is there is a whole a whole whole market out there and they have to spend on you no matter what no matter how you convince how much you convince uh, them about your abilities or this is how you are going to alternate and not make it a problem for you but ultimately the decision is theirs and the the, the problem of you being a woman sometimes they say okay who's going to be there waiting on you when when there's nobody around how do you travel how do you navigate and plus how do you you know do other whole lot of things how do you go into the washroom and these kind of questions and more complex questions arise and then there is a whole complexity that comes into this issue i would say and this is what i realized off late actually okay so just to add to that thank you uh shalini i uh, i just take it from what sumaya has just said uh, uh you know when you when you when you read the news today you know we we talk about a lot of uh, abuse of women and uh, you know society itself is sort of not very uh, accommodative of women in your experience have you really seen this hasn't changed for quite some time i mean you really see women uh, with blindness uh, coming to you with a lot of fear worry and uh, and possibly you know not very confident about uh, you know being independent and earning on their own i i wish i had uh, you know a very short answer to the question really depends on where you're coming from what kind of families you're coming from just yesterday I I just kind of want to give an answer in this uh, that I'll narrate that yeah. in yesterday a girl who has been staying with us for a very long time now like 6 7 months because of the covid and a very talented girl during covid we discovered that she knew knitting and crochet and what not and you won't believe that she started classes of her own teaching to the other girls when the trainers could not reach there she came and uh, she was crying and she said can I go home for a week my mother is unwell and uh, she comes from a village in north india so i said uh, yes please go and you can take more days roshi you know you've been here for very long you can stay at home for some more time 
she started crying even more and she said uh, so you're you're saying i cannot come back i said no nothing like that i'm just saying to take some time off mm -hmm. she said um, ma'am i have a whole family i have my mother father my brother and his wife they never uh, they, they don't care where i live what i do whether i am eaten or not they don't have time to give me they don't have any attention and i am last on their priority when i said that i want to go for rehabilitation and i had heard about your institute i asked them to take me to your center and they said we don't have money for the train and i went around the village to ask for donations to provide for my travel to your center and then i asked for a volunteer to come and drop me at your center that's how i came so don't disown me right now i want to come back after just one week yeah it was alarming for me to hear there are so many girls coming from northeast i've heard very dense stories from them about how the family disowns a blind girl when she gets out of that village and comes to a different city because at that time her being a woman really matters to them that a girl child should not leave home and should she should not just go away somewhere they disown her sometimes they actually tell them not never to come back but when it comes to thinking of her marriage and thinking of her welfare they don't consider her gender at all they don't think that apart from food and shelter she might have other needs she has a life she might need life so i do feel that blind women are living in say a 20 year backward life than the other women in this country they still have a lot of problem of access a lot of problem of living for themselves and identity and uh, i'm so happy to see kameshwari and sumaya you know who are working who who have a quality of life and there are many more girls who are educated now who come from good families and the parents really understand the worth of education but our country is primarily not very educated and not very elevated that way as a society and the blind girls do sit at the last at the last last priority of their parents even to kameshwari briefly uh... what is your uh, your uh, experience and uh, and your understanding of uh, of uh, of uh, you know women with disability do you think that is uh, i mean i asked you the question before i know but i i just want to learn what you gathered from other people's experience around you yeah so um um i i did say that uh, i did not find a woman with disability or with vision impairment challenging thing in case of work but yes as a um, i mean in other ways uh, from the childhood i do echo the words which uh, uh, shalini ma'am has also said and to some of the words which sumaya also uh, mentioned so um, with my own experience i can uh, relate to my own experience um, so i belong to a conservative family as well though they 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 do know that education is very important for me so uh, apart from education um, food and good clothes and education that that was what uh, it was thought that a blind girl uh, needs to get so as shalini ma'am said uh, people don't understand that we might have other needs so uh, when i say uh, other needs Uh, it may be uh, get to get married to have uh, a family with children and so on so that's when uh, we are asked a question oh why why do you want to get married why do you want to have children so uh, they do not see us as a human being um and 
the other thing is uh, the acceptance also comes very late in life so when we are uh, born with disability uh, most of our parents are not aware okay so my parents were surely not aware of the uh, opportunities which were available and back then they were quite few and very far as well so uh, because of that uh, for my first 22 years i can say that i did not walk independently at all so only in my 23rd year that that's when i learned mobility and i started you know uh, experiencing the uh, importance of independence in my life so i that's what i said uh, the earlier people realize that these steps have to be taken the the more important it becomes and uh, the more independent people become okay so yes of course uh, when it comes to other areas of life uh, um, when it comes to marriage or children or other areas of life going out late in the night for example such things of course women with disabilities or visual disabilities are at a disadvantage advantage That's all in today's episode. Tune in this evening on a news update podcast from the newsroom to catch all the exciting developments of the day and to get the news while it's still budding. For latest news and updates, log on to www.deckenherald.com. Check out our e-paper at www.deckenheraldepaper.com. To read news on the go, sign up to our Telegram channel t.me/deckenheraldnews. Keep up with the news from your interested sphere by downloading the all-new Deckenherald app, in which you can personalize, have quick glances at news shots, check highlights, and even listen. too you can get it from google play store and apple app store and you can find the links to the same in the description